current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars, and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. of the future. What is happening? It's time for some signs of the times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, November 4th, 2022. This is episode 238 for the podcasters out there. If you'd like to podcast, you can go to thewaymedia.net, just click on signs of the times, or you can take the shortcut at the signs.org that will take you right to the page where you can find out all the different ways that you can subscribe to different podcasts depending on where you like to get your podcasts or you can just get everything directly from our website you can listen to the audio or see how the sausage is made by watching the video there you go and here is always to help us understand what's happening in the world is pastor mark kirk he is our senior pastor here at calvary knoxville and if you're new to our program here's what we do we take the world's news we line it up and see what god's word has to say about it prophetically and uh and then we talk about it that's right and if it's not about prophecy for the most part we're not talking about it unless it's your listener question. Maybe you've got a general Bible question or a prophecy question. As always, we encourage you to visit our website. You can see the link where you can ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question or, like I said, just a general Bible question. Believe it or not, Pastor Mark knows other things about the Bible <laughs> other than prophecy. That's right. It's just one part of what it's, we do here. It's just one part That's of right. what we That's do. That's right. It's one-third to a quarter. There you go, which is what the what Bible says. One-third of prophecy in the Bible. We covered about one-third or one-fourth of the time that's right and that's what we do on this show that's right yes we do so let's uh we'll get started with um a church article today which yes. is kind of like our main topic for this week's show because uh, it really uh speaks to a, a lot of the confusion and just the the issues that's going on in the world and it's just the result of people not understanding that there is a god there is a creator you're created you're designed there's a plan and a purpose and if you don't take God's plan and purpose and God's design, you take man's design, you end up with a story like this. Yes. This is from Fox News. Mainline Protestant Church adds, quote-unquote, non-binary slash genderqueer to official membership statistics. Yeah. Again, amazing. And I want to jump right into it. But yeah. I know everybody at home is going to be saying, what does Mark Shirt say? That's going to bug him the whole show. Oh, yes. Let's, let's talk about this. You read it to yes. him. No, you tell him uh, there, the are, there are no political solutions to prophetic problems. There you go. That's what it says. And now you know. So you don't have to worry the whole rest of the show. Somebody <laughs> gave me this shirt. I thought, what a great time to yeah. wear it during the prophecy show. And so yes. I want to clear that up. But now back to your point. Yes. yes. Greg, there is a falling away happening right now. And the Bible says... In the last days, there will be a falling away. And what that means is mainline Protestant churches, as well as those that are not mainline, are going to be getting away from the word of God and they're falling away. This is one horrible example. And I want to cover the article. Then we're going to look at First Timothy 4 and talk about where God prophesied this. Again, listen to what it says. A mainline Protestant denomination recently announced that it will be adding a non-binary Jerquinder category, as you said, to their demographics. The Office of General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church USA. And I want to keep these separate. Okay. Last time we made a mistake, remember, and we didn't oh. make the right Presbyterian Church. Look, not every Presbyterian Church is the same, and not all of them go along with this. This is specifically the PCUSA that's yeah. doing this. And I want to be clear on that, because if you're not a part of that particular movement of the Presbyterian Church, then you're... a denomination is not guilty of this and i don't want to make any false right. accusations yeah so this is the presbyterian church usa which is the largest presbyterian denomination in the u.s said tuesday that it's making a series of changes regarding how it records the number of congregations and membership statistics in the denomination according to their press release in addition to traditional men and women categories 
Members of the PCUSA Presbyteries who identify as non-binary or genderqueer will also be able to record their identity for official church statistics starting next year. Now, um, here's what's so horrible about this. The church is supposed to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. If we don't hold the truth clearly, the rest of the world has no hope. Where are they getting? No, our direction comes from God. We know that. But the church is his mouthpiece and his word we are to speak. God's word is very clear. There's only male. There's only female. There aren't all these other genders. That That's just what the Bible says. And we have to speak the truth so that people know the truth. But Satan is coming in and blinding the world and even blinding now sections of the church, Greg, to, to actually go along with this false teaching, which are, I believe, doctrines of demons, yeah. which we'll get more into in a moment. Um, and, and just confuse the church and drive the church in a wrong direction, but it goes right in line with last days falling away of even those that are supposedly in the faith. Well, not only are they denying the Word of God, but they're denying science. They're denying biology. Yeah. It's down to our DNA. It really is. That our gender is determined. That's so right. you can take, you can have surgeries, you can have hormone therapies, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's in your DNA. That's right. And so medical science also supports like you always like to say science is slowly catching up to the bible that's right and in this case this is another example of that that's right where science even says there's only two genders you're right greg and i want to make sure our listeners know something else medically about this scientifically a lot of people say well maybe now that they're doing genetic editing and all these things like are happening in these mrna shots and all like that, you could create another gender yeah you can actually medically. do that but you can't even with that here's why and this is so cool how god has designed us at least man has not reached that yet and i don't think god's going to let them our gender is not determined by our genetics and our DNA. That's part of it. Our gender is determined by our chromosomes. Mm. And you have and, and all females yes. have XXX chromosomes. Yeah. Males have X and Y. And get this. There is no surgery or genetic injection or medication that can change your chromosomes. They are locked away and protected. So you can mess with the genetic DNA. You can mm. splice out sections. They call it, uh, you can put it, they call it um, uh, uh, um, CRISPR, CRISPR yes, technology. CRISPR te- yes. So you can slice out certain things and put them in, which they say are happening with these COVID-19 shots, certain things being sliced out and put back in genetically, genetic shot, if you will. You cannot do that with chromosomes. So even if you went and said, I want to have injections of CRISPR technology and genetically edit me to become a man or woman, I'm sorry, sir, we can't do that. Now, we can do surgery and put parts on you and take parts off, and you can call yourself whatever you want. But the chromosomes, they just scientifically, we can't change them. They are what they are, which means when you're born, all you look at are the chromosomes. It'll tell you whether you're male or female. It cannot be altered by man, and it will not be altered by God. So that's a great uh, scientific um, uh, you know, bonus point there yes. for you, for our listeners. You need to understand that. But this is what makes this, again, even all the more um, uh, terrible. And let me just say, it's, it's not just, Greg, terrible in the sense that I can't believe they're doing this awful thing and, and whatever, you know, uh, you know, as far as false teaching. That's, that's bad enough. But it's the effect it's having on the next generation and their lives. So the church is supposed to be a light. And in this case, this church is darkness. And they're spreading darkness and destruction. The Bible said this was going to happen. So we don't need to be shocked by it. We're grieved by it, but we're, but we're not shocked. Again, this is where we jump into First Timothy chapter 4. And listen to what it says. Uh, Paul says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, and for you prophecy students, remember, there's last days and latter times. Last days started at the cross. I know that sounds confusing because we use that term a lot to mean right when the Lord's about to come back. That's true when we use it with that understanding. But a technical theological definition is the Bible says at the cross, the last days began. And Peter talks about that in Acts chapter two. And he quotes Joel to show that started right then. Yes. But now latter days, whenever you see the L-A-T-T-E-R, that's speaking only, all through the Bible, consistently, it only speaks of the very end. So in context here, he's not talking about the any, end of the last days. He's not talking about the cross and on. He's talking about, hey, we're looking up. He's about to come back in the clouds. So the Spirit expressly says that in the latter day, times, some will depart from the faith, that is churches, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. These are those deceiving spirits. These are those doctrines of demons, Greg, we were warned about. We're watching it take place. So he told us, you're reading it in your newspaper. 
He goes on, he says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, what are the lies? That you can be any gender you want, that's a lie, or that God accepts that. God doesn't accept that. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Now again, when you sear something with a hot iron, it makes it numb. You no longer feel conviction. You no longer feel the guilt. You no longer feel the sin. So it's like when you make a decision like this as a denomination, where you are, you've come to the point where you've branded yourself. I'm going to believe the lie of Satan, right? Right. Yeah, that's I know, a good kind point. of being yeah. silly there, but you get my point. Yeah, very and, sneaky. Yes, yes. yes. And, <laughs> uh, and so now they're numb to it. So when you say to them, this is sin, this is wrong, they're not going to feel that at all. They're going to say, no, you're being judgmental. You're being unloving. This is not about being unloving. True love is telling people the truth. The Bible says that if you love someone, you'll tell them the truth, but you do it in love. But here, Greg, they're seared and they're accepting everything. And what's going to happen as this now happens, everything's on. You can receive everything. You know, everything's a go. And that's where we are with this. You know, let me ask you, uh, because Pharaoh popped in my mind because, you know, Pharaoh continued to deny uh, Moses's pleas and. It, the Bible said that God came along and basically agreed with Pharaoh and hardened his heart. That's right. So he was he was done. His face was set like flint to to go against the wishes of the Lord. That's right. He decided to do it, and then God solidified yeah. it. Yes. How does now a hardened heart potentially, I would think, has the ability to be softened? Yes. And, and there implies. The ability to change. Yes. No one is outside of the reach of the Lord in that sense in terms of reaching them with the truth. Right. In the accepting Jesus. Right. How does that compare with having your conscious conscience seared as with a hot iron? Because we think about that in the physical terms like that that kills the nerves. Right. You don't feel anything anymore. Right. Is there does, is that implication? There's no coming back from that. When you've reached that point, yeah. are you coming back from that? Yeah, that's a great point, Greg. I would say this. I don't know that I can say emphatically that no one ever could, but I get where you're getting the point you're at. I agree yeah. with and that is this. The Bible says that you can come back from a hardened heart. However, once a hardened heart reaches a certain level of hardness, you can't come back. And that's true, too. And this may be, again, I believe for the most part, and maybe completely applies to the searing. You don't feel anything yeah. anymore. You're done or whatever. Like Pharaoh, he was sealed. He was seared and sealed. It was done. But, you know, what I say that it's impossible for anyone to ever recover, that's only God's ultimate decision. He only knows that. But, but Greg, you're right. There comes a point where there's no turning back. And the concern here could be for yes. them, they're, again, very probably no turning back they've been seared to the point where you're done you're never it's like when you do that to your skin you never feel there again right it's done and i fear for these uh, these uh mainline churches that are going along with this my my uh, plea would be to anyone that's involved in the uh, presbyterian church pc usa specifically not 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 the other branch of the presbyterian but the pc usa get out of there yeah get out of there you know again they're sealing their fate God's going to have to judge them. It reminds me of, 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 of you know, um, when the angels went in to take Lot and his family. Yeah. And he says, Sodom and Gomorrah, I've got to deal with them, but I'm, the righteous come out. Yeah. God called his people to come out of, you know, get away from the world before he judges. Babylon, all these things. And the same thing here, I would say, you need to leave and realize this. there's no restoring of this denomination, I, I don't believe. I believe it's done. Done. And, and the thing is, there's going to be more of these, Greg, doctrines of demons that are going to come in as the demonic realm gets an open door. Well, and right before that, Pastor Mark, and this is what really kind of hits me, it says, giving heed to deceiving spirits. There you go. You know, and when we think about Satan from the garden, I mean, his whole, his whole modus operandi in the garden was to plant doubt, yeah. to redirect thinking. Yeah. Did God really say That's right. you shall That's not? Right. I mean, planting seeds of doubt and so this deception and of course it's littered throughout prophecy that you know um that the antichrist himself will deceive the nations right through pharmakia through sorcery right things like so deception is an underpinning yeah to the antichrist and the spirit of antichrist move in the latter latter days right to carry out all of these things yeah so it I, makes me think of Hosea 4.6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. If you're not studying the Bible, the Bible really for the end times, for prophecy, for the latter days, whatever you want to say, it's really your vaccination. Yeah. It's a true vaccination. Right. right. Against the virus 
of all of this deception without changing the definition of vaccination. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, you're right, Greg. That's great. That's a great point. And again, we're going to see more of these. Remember, don't be don't be surprised by this church. You're going to see more deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons coming in the church just because it's in the church. Well, it must be okay. Because the the Presbyterian Church PCUSA is doing it, so it must be okay. No, it's not okay. It's sin against God, and they need to repent as a denomination. Their leadership needs to repent. And if they don't, people that go there need to get out of there, or you're going to come under the same judgment they do. Now, the, it goes on, Greg, in the yeah. Scripture to talk about other deceptions of, yes. of last days. And we're going to point those out. Listen to what it says. It says, also, they'll be forbidding to marry. Um, and commanding to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, mm. for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Now, again, a couple things to say on this. We've already seen this demonic doctrine enter the Catholic Church long ago when they forbid the priest to marry. Yeah. Uh, they have a forbid us to marry. That's a warning. The Bible doesn't forbid pastors to marry. The Bible doesn't forbid anybody that's serving in ministry to marry. That is totally a made-up doctrine by the Catholic Church. And, and again, my heart is not to say that to offend anybody listening to this Catholic. I'm simply telling you the truth from God's Word and because I care about you. But it's a doctrine of demons. That's a doctrine that's coming. That doesn't yeah. mean that everything that the Catholic Church teaches is a doctrine of demon, but that is. And so you're going to see... Probably more of that coming in in some form and fashion. I don't know. It may have to do with reducing the population. You know, there's a real push today to reduce the population. If nobody gets married, you don't have to do that. Also, yeah. with all, Greg, all the gender switching and everybody, males, men with men, women with women, if you could push for bidding to marry, then, you know, there's a lot of benefits to being married. Uh, uh, Tax-wise, um, you know, with the government, I mean. And if you forbid to marry and say, you know what, we're going to drop all that. You, you don't have to, you know, you just you don't have to get married. Don't worry about it. It, it takes away the, the stress of men, men with men, women with women. There may be some of that push that comes in that says, you know what, just let anybody that wants to get married, get married. Let's remove marriage altogether. Then it doesn't become, you know, like this weird stigma. And I can easily see that happening. But we already see that doctrine of demons happening within the Catholic Church. Um, but notice also, and this was interesting to me, forbidding to eat meats. Um, that's happening. I never read that this way until recently when all this push with Bill Gates and all the World Economic Forum, they're now trying to do away with meat. Even in their videos, they're saying we need to do away with eating meat, no more cows, no more chickens, we'll make synthetic meat that doesn't hurt the environment, no carbon yeah, footprint, Just like whatever. a synthetic vaccine. It's yes. unbelievable how evil that is and how, how destructive that would be to the human body. But here's the thing, yeah. Greg, it's happening. You say, well, I always look to that the context within the church. It, here's the point. It's doctrines of demons that the world is now accepting, and it's going to work its way into the church, even as these other things. Look, where did this whole confusion of gender thing started? It didn't start in the church. It started in the world and worked its way in. Well, you're going to see the same thing. Stop eating meat. It starts in the world. It's going to move into the church. And if you're going to be a good Christian, then you need to stop eating meat to protect the environment. And, and let me just say, be watching for that. But let me give a warning to those out there. This same thing happened with the, with the, the shots that came out, the, the COVID shots that came out. And be ready for this. There is manipulation and intimidation being used. It's real manipulation when it comes to this stuff. And I want to warn the body for the next wave that comes through. What I heard, I'm sure what all of us out there heard, is when they started trying to have everybody to get the shot was this. You need to do it because you're a Christian and do it out of love for others. You're protecting other people. Yeah, loving your neighbor. Yeah, and if you love them, you'll lay yeah. your life down for your neighbor. Yeah. Here's the huge problem. That was manipulation yes, was. from the enemy. And here's the huge problem with that. Certainly we're to love our neighbor. Certainly we, we lay our life down for others. But here's the thing. Jesus said you, you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And the second commandment is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what the Lord is saying is we have to first put God first and pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? What, what is your command to me? Once that's settled, now we look at our neighbor and we go, now how can I... After putting God first, how can I now minister to my neighbor? Here's the problem. God was putting in my heart, like many other people, don't do this. I didn't know why at the time. I just felt you got to stay away from this. There's something not right here. Stay away from it. And I obeyed God. I said, you know what? All I know is God told me to stay away from this and not do it. Well, you're not being loving. You're not loving your neighbor. No, no, no. God told me not to do that. If I now go and do that, supposedly, and put this in quotes for my neighbor, then here's what I've done. I've taken the second commandment and made it number one. And the first commandment and made it number two, which means I put my neighbor 
before what God told me to do, and now my neighbor has become my God, and God has become my neighbor. Wrong. We have juxtaposed. Juxtaposed. Thank you. Probably shouldn't use words I can't understand anyway. (laughs) Uh, We have switched things around. That's so much easier. We've switched things around. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And what happened is we were manipulated because Satan knows that, especially Christians, we want to do good. We want to do right. We want to love our neighbor because we're commanded to. So if we're manipulated into believing that by going to take this shot, we're loving our neighbor, then we're going to go do that. The problem is we many of us left God out of the equation, not intentionally. I'm not saying anybody knew they were doing this. I'm saying I think it was manipulation to make us feel guilty. That we had to go and do this for our neighbor, but what we did, we forgot God. God comes first. Say, God, what do you want me to do? And if God says, do not take that shot, then if you go and take the shot for your neighbor's sake, you're disobeying God, number one, and you're making your neighbor your God. You know, I would say the first rule of thumb is if the world is trying to school the Christian with their own religion or their own beliefs, take it to your pastor. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the world trying to educate you biblically yeah. is, uh, that's to me, that's a that's a flag for deception. But Greg, here's the thing that really I want to say that cons- you're exactly right. There, What you said is 100% on. Let me add to that. The sad thing is many pastors were saying, go do this but oh. for, for your neighbor. Yeah, that's a good point. Because here's the problem. Many of the pastors, for whatever the reason, <sighs> were not in tune with the Spirit. Yep. And because of that, they were giving bad counsel. Now, I think it goes back a lot of it to prophecy. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, Greg, yes. What is lacking in the church today? Prophecy. Yes. Prophecy is one of the least taught things in the church. And yet, as you just brought up, a third of the Bible is prophecy. So if you leave prophecy out or your pastor is leaving prophecy out, they are leaving out one third of the Bible out of your education life and knowing your God and how to walk with God. And so what happens is when things like this come along, for example, the Bible said in the last days, there'll be deceptions. Yeah. There'll be all these things that are happening. If you don't know that, you're not even looking for it. So when it comes along, you just receive it, you accept it. Everybody, let's do the right thing. You're being manipulated. Love your neighbor is to get the shot. You're being manipulated. So then when that happens, you go along. But when you know prophecy, you go, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do want to love my neighbor. But the prophecy says, the Bible says in the last days, there's going to be great deception in many areas in many ways. So I need to seek God on this. God, what should I do? God says, do not go along with this. Okay, Lord, you said it. And then someone says, you're not loving your neighbor. No, I am, but I'm to love my neighbor second. I love my God first, and he told me not to do it. And if I switch that, my neighbor is now my God. And I love you, Mm. but you're not my God. Yeah. And that was the problem. And the sad thing is, there were pastors that went wrong. And let me say this. Some of the pastors that went along, I'm not saying they were doing anything, Greg, intentionally wrong. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I'm simply saying I believe it was because of a lack of understanding of prophecy in the yeah. last days. Yeah. Many people fell into yeah. something they can't take back now. You know, we we have to go back to the whole root of what deception means and what deceiving means. It's making something bad look good. Right. That's right. You're exactly right. Something wrong look right. Right. And if you are deceived into something, yes. then you are you are going forward with honest intentions. That's right. But how you were led in those honest atten- yeah. intentions is deception. That's so good. So, That's so good. So for your pastor, your pastor shows up newly minted, you know, whatever ordained, what, however the system, if the denomination works and seminary and whatever. If they were taught, if they went to a seminary and they were taught that, well, all of God's word is not inerrant there are some issues and so there are some things that are wrong or however they couch or phrase things to get that prospective pastor to believe that well some things about god's word we can trust and some things we can't which totally goes against what second timothy 3 16 says to begin with as well as the rest of the bible but yet so he shows up and so from the pulpit that theology, that doctrine of what he was educated with is now driving what he is or is not sharing from the pulpit. Yeah. And you are coming in honestly expecting to get an expositor in front of you sharing all of God's word that's right. verse by verse because that's, right. that's what the Bible is. You're not cherry picking. The Bible explains the Bible. Exactly. And you need all of it to do that. And when Jesus educated his disciples, he educated them on the whole at the time that old testament living it out yes. jesus himself quoted the old testament more than anyone else yeah for good reason it's 
all part of the total Bible that we hold today. That's right. And and great. Those are all great points, Greg. And I want to reiterate again, um, I, I, I don't believe that if your pastor or any pastor encouraged you to do that, that their heart was wrong. They themselves saying, could I have believe, been deceived in uh, their own education. I believe they did it out of love. Yes. I believe they did it out of love and they said, love your neighbors, love yourself. I think the problem is we were all take, we were all bamboozled. Yes. We were taken by surprise. We were, we were basically, you know, um, um, you know, it was like an ambush. And I think the, the ones that didn't get captured in the ambush were the ones who were prophetically alert. And I think that's because we're lacking that prophetic alertness in the church. And that was the problem. Pastor Mark, I think you would agree with me that. Either you or I or anyone else in our church, if we had not been taught prophecy, if we didn't even believe prophecy because we couldn't understand it because we didn't know how to interpret it. Right. If we had if we didn't have that knowledge or, as I said earlier, if we didn't have that vaccination. Right. When we saw this coming, COVID coming, coming. We were immediately suspicious. Yes. Our antennas immediately went up. Because of the worldwideness of it, and the Bible says how the whole world will work together in the last days. Prophecy. If we didn't have that, I think we would be no different yeah. than anyone else. I, and I we right. probably would have, even though you would have known Matthew, what Matthew says, love, love God first, your neighbor second. Right, right. You could have easily... Switch yeah, that. you don't think that way. You, you, you're not thinking that way. You're staying about loving your neighbor. If we didn't have the knowledge of all of God's word from the prophetic standpoint, we could have easily, in this church, made the same mistake that other churches made in what they were encouraging their people to do. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not we're not we're not trying to judge nope. other churches and say, oh, they're evil and the leaders are evil. No, I believe they love the Lord. Uh, the majority of them, I believe, they're trying to serve the Lord. I think it was just a matter of. I think the prophetic edge it's has the to fruit be of there. deception. Yeah, you've got to know what you're supposed to be looking for, and if you know what you're looking for, you know. I mean, it, it's it's you're not going to be looking for it. You won't see it. We uh, we we said this before again. The Secret Service knows how to spout uh, how to spout <laughs> how to spot counterfeit money. Because not because they've spent so much time studying counterfeit money, right? Because they've spent so much time studying the real currency. That's right, and they know it so well yep. they can spot a counterfeit. Yep. The moment one floats by, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know what's wrong yet, but something's wrong. Something's wrong. And that we didn't know what was wrong yet. We just went, wait a minute, something's wrong. And so I want to encourage our listeners become, that's why you need to be listening to shows like this to become more prophetically astute. Because in the last days, there's going to be many more deceptions, many more things coming our way. And you know what? We better be sharp on our prophetic toes or we're going to go right along with the crowd. Yeah. It makes me also think of Isaiah 520, you know, woe to those that call evil good and good evil. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we've got going on here. Too. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, that was my heart on that. Okay. Greg. That's what I want to share. And I'm so I mean, again, I I, um, I think this is something we'll be we'll be going back to this because there's more to come. But I think this is a great moment just to educate the body and to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get into some uh, growing anti-Semitism. Or what we like to refer to as Jew hate, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's what the Bible says it is. Uh, Our first article here in this category, Pastor Mark, it's from Israel 365 News, a report that shows more than 350 anti-Semitic incidents occurred on U.S. college campuses uh, last school year. And, you know, we talked about biblical education for people that want to be pastors. Well, here's a college education for people that are, are coming to learn and and grow and what they're being fed on college campuses is hate for another person or another people group yeah and again greg this goes way higher than people we're looking now at satan's attack on god's chosen people this is demonic the adl's campus report documented instances of accusations or genocide an ethical an, an ethnic genocide levied against Israel as well as the ostracizing of Jewish students from campus organizations because they assume support for Israel or Zionism among the incidents 165 protestants actions 143 anti-Israel events, 20 um, uh, boycotting resolution and referendums, 11 incidents of vandalism, 9 incidents of targeted verbal or written harassment, and 1 physical assault. In response, a large number of incidents, the ADL announced that it would be broadening its educational and uh, programmatic investments on campus, including expanding online resources to combat uh, anti-Semitism on campus. And let me say this, while I applaud that effort, I think that's great. 
That's not the root issue. This is demonic. This is spiritual. People are going to, by the spirit of the enemy working in them, the unbeliever, the Bible says they're all under the sway of the wicked one. The entire world, First John says, is under the sway of the wicked one. And so, Greg, the wicked one hates God. He hates Israel, God's chosen people. Therefore, he's going to continue to put hatred in the hearts of the unsaved against Israel, whether you do programs or not. I applaud the program, but that's not going to solve it. It's going to be a heart change to Jesus Christ. Then the love for the Jews and the love for all mankind are going to come. But you're going to see more of this again. It's going to get worse and worse the closer we get to the Lord's return. Well, and also, too, Pastor Mark, you know, we were talking about the apostasy of the church. You know, there's there's a component of the church that believes that God is done with the nation yeah. of Israel. And so I'm not saying that that group <sighs> hates the Jews, but they would certainly stand aside from a lot of these things that are happening or agree with the fa- agree with that they are occupying land. Yeah. Uh, anyway, which we're, we'll get to our next article. But yeah, you're right, Greg. And see, that's the sad thing is that anybody would believe that God's done. God makes promises in Jeremiah. As long as the sun and the moon are shining, I'm not done with Israel. And last time I checked, sun and the moon are still going strong. God said, I'm not done. If you see the sun and moon disappear, I'm done. Yeah. He said, otherwise, I'm keeping my promises. So it, it's amazing. I think it's it's either a lack of a full knowledge of the word of God or it's simply a refusal to accept the full counsel of God's word. Yeah. All right. Uh, JNS.org is reporting a UN commission, uh, United Nations, or otherwise known as useless nations by some. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, un. un means what? Nothing, un. right? The un. The un. The un. The un. <laughs> uh, yes, uneducated. <laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, Israeli occupation, and occupation is in quotes in this article, is illegal. Unbelievable. Uh, so they, again, they're. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's not occupation. See, the whole no, premise not. here, again, God gave them the land, but they say, you're not supposed to be there, you're occupying. But listen to what it said. Again, the Human Rights Open-Ended Commission uh, of Inquiry into Israel released its first report to the General Assembly on Thursday, deeming Israel's presence in Judea and Samaria under <laughs> illegal uh, under international law. Now, who cares? We're talking about God's law, and God's law overrides any of man's laws. The report found what it called the occupation to be illegal due to its permanence and the Israeli government's de facto annexation policies, according to a statement released along with the document. And I quote, recent statements by Secretary General and numerous member states have clearly indicated that any attempt at unilateral annexation, which they're talking about doing, of the state's territory by another state, is a violation of international law and is null and void. Now, according to the UN, uh, the review is based on interviews with experts and stakeholders and submission receiving followers, a call for submission, and people, and generally people who hate the Jews in Israel. I added that last part um, <laughs> because that's who they are. But here's the bottom line. Look, um, this land was given by God. God's clear in his word. He said, I'm going to give it to you and nobody can take it away. It's yours. And that not only God gave it, but after World War II, the world gave it to him. The problem is... Those around them wouldn't accept what the world, even what the world gave them. All the wars broke out, and now it's broken into what by war has become the land of Israel. So now the enemy is just trying to fight against God, fight against his promise to Israel, fight against his land. Again, this is all demonic, Greg, as you know, much higher than us, trying to deny Israel a nation, trying to deny them their land. They will not be denied. God said, I brought them back in the land in the last days, the latter days. They're going to stay there. They're going to have to battle. People are going to divide their land up in the last days. We're going to see that happen. Joel talks talks about it. Um, But they're not going to be able to totally take it away. And when the Lord comes back, he's given them everything he's promised, which is basically all the way down to Egypt and all the way over to Iraq. Yeah. It's a huge, Israel's going to be massive when the Lord comes back. Massive. You know, when the world first started, that land was the land of Canaan. That's right. And God gave the Canaanites 400 some odd years. Yeah, 430. 430 to repent. Now, they could have repented. That's right. I mean, we see the Ninevites repented. Right. Right? But they didn't. So, and he get, we'll talk about long suffering. He gave them 430 years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> some of us don't even give people 43 seconds and then the cancel culture that's comes right in. that's right so he gave him 430 years he removes the canaanites out the jews come in it's been the jews land by god's decree because god owns everything that's he right. created the earth it's right. his to do with what he wants it never at any time in that succession has that land belonged to anyone else other than the Jews. And when it wasn't occupied by the Jews, it was at the Lord's hand yeah. that yeah. they were removed. 
because of the rebellion and because of God's chastisement and his punishment. Yep. That's where the Babylonian exile came. You talked a, a little bit about that last yep. night, yep. where the, the ten tribes were exiled 150 years earlier. Yes. And then the last two tribes Assyria. Mm-hmm. Uh, were exiled into Babylon, yes. uh, Benjamin and yep. Judah. So yes. anyway, so it's it's never been anyone's land now, and if you could find a Canaanite, which you won't, but if you could find a Canaanite, because they were wiped out as a people group, yeah. they would be the only ones that maybe could come before the UN Commission yeah. and make a declaration. Yeah, but in, maybe in the world's eyes, yes. but they couldn't, a Canaanite couldn't come before God because God said, I'm kicking you out. Right. I've given well, that's you, what I, that's what I says, mean, yes. Listen, ultimately, God says, that's my land. I mean, ultimately, it's, he says, it's my land. I chose to give it to you, Canaanites, until you wouldn't repent. Then I removed you and I gave it to the Jews. And God can move people around the way he wants and the way he wants. And, and listen, I love our nation. But God, I believe, is starting to give our nation over to others right now because of our rebellion. Look, even as God removed Canaan and brought somebody else yeah. in, God can remove America and yeah. bring somebody else in. I'm not Absolutely. saying I want that to happen. But, Greg, you look at the borders and the floods of people, the millions we have coming in now. Our nation is being overtaken by non-U.S. people, okay? The Bible says, if a nation turns against me and they refuse to repent, I will give their land to someone else. I will vomit them out and give their land to someone else. I think the process of vomiting has begun. If we don't repent, we as a nation will be vomited out, and this is going to become a whole different nation. You are listening to Signs of the Times. It's our weekly broadcast on WIAM LP Knoxville, but it turns into a magical podcast. Yes, it does. Uh, And you can watch our show at thewaymedia.net. You cannot get us on YouTube. You want to know why? the truth youtube just can't handle the truth <laughs> that's right that's good they flagged us we that's spoke right. the truth that's they right. flagged us so that's we're right. like you want to know what youtube that's right we're done that's right took, so. our, took their flag down <laughs> yes put up the christian flag that's right we did okay let's get into some pestilence plagues disasters and corruption in other words it's a theater of bad actors bad intentions uh bad yeah. people bad things yes just bad Our first article is from CNN. Australia floods, 12-meter floods to inundate thousands of properties. And emergency uh, services are warning about this uh, coming flood. So explain this to us. Yeah, you're seeing more major and more devastating floods. Uh, Statistically, this is another one. Based on Matthew 24, God said in the last days, you're going to see again flooding. It's not uh, global warming. It's not mankind. It is the earth groaning for the return of the Lord. And now we see some of the, you're going to see greater and greater devastating events. Here's another one. Australian uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese Toward flooded areas of the south, uh, southeastern state of Victoria Sunday, as emergency services warned, waters up to 12 meters were expected to inundate thousands of properties. What's that in feet? I wonder. You know what? Yeah, that maybe up. you can figure that out while I'm finishing this yeah. article. Just look, look that see, up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it says the scenes were devastating on his visit to the town of Bendigo on a helicopter ride over the town of Rochester, where a 71 year old man was found dead in a flooded backyard. How tragic. I quote, by the end of today, over 100 Australian Defense Force personnel will be on the ground in Victoria, he told the reporters. So they're doing everything they can, quite obviously. But again, you're seeing these devastating floods. You're going to see more of these devastating floods. Greg, how high is that? Almost 40 feet. Oh, my goodness. 40 feet above Almost average. 40 feet. Yeah. So wow. look, don't be shocked when you see these major things happen. And also don't buy into the lie that it's climate change and that man's doing it. No. Oh, Romans yes. 8.22 says the earth is going to groan at the very end. The earth will be groaning for the return of the Lord and a groaning earth is going to have earthquakes floods, storms, all kinds of things it's not mankind doing it, it is God allowing it to happen as the earth groans for the return of Jesus Christ and then when the Lord comes back he's going to fix everything yeah, alright our next article from the blaze Alaska snow crab season cancelled yeah. Billions of crabs disappear? Yeah, this is interesting, especially a lot of all the famines that were happening, because even the uh, earth seems to be responding. We don't know what caused this. Yeah, they yeah. don't know what caused it. But, okay. Greg, again, it goes in line with famines in the last days, because it's not just that because we don't have crabs, there'll be famines. I'm adding all of this together worldwide. We're losing food across the planet. I was going to say, and crabs are part of an ecosystem that God designed, so who knows what that means for other things if the crabs aren't there. You're exactly right. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game said this, the stock is estimated to be below 
regulatory thresholds for opening a fishery. Therefore, Bering Sea snow crab will remain closed for the 2022-23 season. Look, if you're a crab lover, you may not be able to find it. And if you do, it's going to be super expensive. Uh, there's been a sudden and dramatic plunge in crab stocks, not financially, but their, their amounts in the region. So uh, you're going to see more and more of these oddities. Again, the earth groaning. Greg, it could be because of the, some of the things that we're doing environmentally. I mean, you look at this whole thing, not to get sidetracked, but I'll mention it. They're talking about Bill Gates wants to shoot these reflectors up in the atmosphere. We've talked about it before, this dust that reflects. The White House is now pushing that as well. And and we know it's interesting because when we start messing with the gods, this is a very uh, 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 balanced and tuned-in ecosystem. And when we start messing with it, disaster. Because God knows what he's doing and we don't. And I wonder if that, again, not to get too sidetracked, but i got to say this to finish my thought. Okay. It talks about the earth, the sun becoming seven times hotter in the last days. I wonder mm. if, if trying to push the sun out, it's going to have the reverse effect and magnify it and just roast everybody on the planet after the rapture. Because it says the sun during the Great Tribulation went seven times hotter. Could be thanks to Bill Gates and people like that that are rejecting these things in the atmosphere. Very interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because when it talks about that, does it does it attribute that to god's judgment specifically where it says that i mean we know during the great tribulation it's, it'll be god's wrath it's god's wrath yeah all it says and i have to go back and read it because okay. we've got a sidetrack Greg, all it says if i'm not mistaken is is that the sun will, will, will be seven times brighter and that men will be shaking their fists cursing god because of it in other words you did this to yourself right and now you're blaming god yeah aren't you glad for the rapture wow yes that's why we can truly be fans of the future you're because not kidding the Lord said, pray that you can escape yes. all these things that are coming upon the earth. And you know what? I want to pray I can escape them. It's called Jesus Christ and believing in him. Absolutely. Here's another thing to escape. Bad Hollywood. This yeah. is from CBN News. Um, witchcraft is no longer evil. This is a deeply disturbing trend purportedly at the center of a new movie called Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. I never saw Hocus Pocus 1. I didn't And either. I'm not interested in seeing number two. Well, no, before I even jump in the article, yeah. I'll say this. It's my understanding it was more just kind of this whole play on witchcraft or witches in the first one. This one, okay. they say, is getting really into almost more more real witchcraft. Real stuff. Yeah, many Christians and parents are understandably cautious on Hocus Pocus 2, it says. It says, that's understandable considering the occultic themes prevalent throughout the film. But a recent religion news service article about the handling of witchcraft in the movie um, added even more angst to the mix. Mm. The original Hocus Pocus from 1993 had satanic panic involved, a time frame, they say, during which the allegations of satanic ritual abuse and other elements are rampant in the culture. But this report by Heather Green noted the original film reflected the negative cultural views on witchcraft. So it showed it, but showed it the negative side. Yeah. But in the new movie, different approach. According to Green in the sequel, witchcraft is no longer evil. It's a good thing. And I quote, flash forward 29 years, satanic panic is ancient history, and modern witchcraft has fully emerged from the proverbial broom closet, legally recognized and accepted as a spiritual path and religion. Yeah. Pentacles appear on gravestones. Um, they probably meant pentagrams. Pentagrams. Yeah, they wrote yeah. pentacles. That's just that's not me. That's the article. Uh, pentagrams appear on the gravestone, even in veteran cemeteries. Prison chaplains host Wiccan circles, and Satanists fight openly in religious for religious equality. Occult practices such as tarot, that's tarot cards, are now openly practiced by teens from all walks of life and faith. Thus, Hocus Pocus two purportedly changed its tone to meet the current cultural acceptance of witchcraft despite these disturbing facts and they've gone too far so what they're saying basically is now witchcraft is becoming accepted and greg we see that in the military they now have wiccan they have covens on the bases for your church uh well a pentacle is actually legit okay i didn't know what a pentacle was uh, what is that it says a pentacle um is a talisman that is used in magical evocation and is usually made of parchment paper, cloth, or metal, upon which a magical design is drawn. Wow. Protective symbols may also be included, sometimes on the reverse, a common one being the six-point form of the Seal of Solomon. Wow, I sit corrected. I do, too. Yeah. Well, I just pulled it up because I thought, you know, that sounds like that could be a legit word. I'm glad you looked it up. So I've I'm, never, yeah. Yeah, but shocking to me is, that, of course, I'm not exactly studying witchcraft. Yes. But I've, I've never heard of a pentacle. Pardon our ignorance. I've yes. never heard of a pentacle, so you just assumed it was pentagram. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you yeah. corrected that on air. That's yeah. great. Thanks, Greg. No problem. All right. Our last article in our smorgasbord of yuck comes from, well, MSN.com, but it's talking about a Wall Street Journal report that's talking about U.S. officials 
made lucrative stock trades yeah. while preparing yeah. for COVID-19, yeah. which we heard about yeah. before. Now it's finally coming out in the mainstream media after all is said and done. It's all about the money. You know, Greg, you sent me a, a little meme the other day. You know, instead of following the science, just follow the cash. Yeah. What, uh, I'll, yeah and maybe I'll, you can I'll, read that yeah. because really this is about the money. What's happening is we're seeing on man's end yeah. it's about the money, but there's a satanic end. Go ahead yeah. and read that meme. I tried to follow the science, but it was simply not there. I then followed the money. That's where I found the science. Absolutely. And that's the problem. We're now being led by money and politics by our supposed scientific people in these government yeah. agencies. Greg, we can't trust them anymore. Do not trust your government agencies on these. Do not. Do your own homework. They have shown themselves to be untrustworthy and untruthful. Let me read this article, and then we'll talk about yeah. where the two different areas that I've already touched on where Absolutely. this comes from. It says, in January of that year, while the public was broadly unaware of the scale and severity of the threat, the U.S. government agencies were mobilizing for a public health nightmare. Many officials behind those efforts were well-timed trade, uh, made well-timed trades in industries that stood to gain or lose from this pandemic, according to the report. In other words, they took their information, they knew it was coming, and they, they traded stocks. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Near, yeah. And by the way, once you invest in something that you're making a lot of money on, you're not about to come out and say that it's wrong later. That's another reason nobody's going to admit how badly we messed up here. Nearly 400 officials across 50 agencies reported owning stocks in airline, resort, hotel, restaurant, and cruise companies in early 2020, the journal wrote. It also cited roughly 240 who owned between $9 million and $28 million in stocks of drugs manufacturing and biotech firms that eventually won federal contracts to COVID-19. So what do you have here? You've got government officials who see that the world is going to have this supposed pandemic, whatever this thing was, and they're going to invest in where everybody's going to be using the money, which are all the shots and all these things, and they're getting super rich off of it. Here's the bottom line. This was so motivated by money on the governmental and, and investor level that any kind of true science, Greg, could not even get into the picture. That's why we've messed up so bad on this whole thing, because people were in it for the cash. And the sad thing is, all the money you've got is going to do you nothing when you're dead. Let me, I'll, let me, I'll put this in practical context. Yes. These people that knowingly knew what was going to happen and knew how to invest to make this money profited. Yeah. Off of the backs of people that died. Unbelievable. That ended up getting divorced. Yes. That ended up going bankrupt, that ended up losing their jobs, their livelihood, um, suicides. Yeah. The list goes on of what came out as a result of this and That's how right. people were affected. Yes. And it explains, Greg, why they're still pushing them. Yes. It explains why the CDC approved it for children. They're pushing this because here's why. It's not science anymore. It's not logic. It's not caring or love. It is money, money, money. The more we sell, the more money we get because we knew what was coming. We invested in these companies, and now we're getting rich and loaded. Who cares if people die? It's just abortion after birth. We want abortion before birth anyway. So who cares if people die, if people get myocarditis, neurological problems, maimed, whatever. I don't care. Give me the money. The Lord talks about in the last days that men will be loved. Lovers of money rather than lovers of God and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God and all this. So you're seeing yeah. it play out now. Second that's, Timothy chapter three. That's how Satan deceived man. Yeah. This is demonic what's going on here. It is Satan trying to kill mankind, trying to harm mankind, trying to make us our men and women uh, infertile, our children infertile, trying to reduce the world population. That's all coming out now very clearly. However, with that said, um, it's overall satanic. We know that. But how does Satan bring about his vision? He knows the weakness of man. What did he do? He went to God and said, I know what Job wants. You let me do what I want to Job. Now, Job was a godly man, so Job didn't fall for it. But he knew the nature of man. He said, you let me get at his wallet. You let me go in there and do something that is well. You give, let me offer him. I'll make you rich. I'll give you billions. I'll make you what you always wanted to be. I'll make that if you just go along with this. And he did, and, and mankind said, I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's push these. Let's get this out there. And they don't care about anybody but themselves. And we're seeing the fruit of it now. So money blinded them to true science. It absolutely did. It, yeah. And it's still doing it right now. Yeah. I mean, Greg, we're going to, you know, we talk about the statistics, you know, and as far as uh, uh, now coming out now, as far as the damage it's doing to children and the CDC approving this shot. Well, again, it makes no sense at all. It's only doing harm to our kids. It's not doing good, as we talked about last week. Um, but the reality is, is that it's being driven by money. And that's the heart. God knows that if he said you can't serve God and money, mm -mm. you're going to choose one of them. These 
People have chosen to serve money as their God, and they're sacrificing our children and our nation and our future and the world in order to get that money. It's very depressing. Yes, it is. But here's the good news. Jesus comes back and takes over, and we all win in the end who love Jesus. He makes it all right. He rules and reigns, and we rule and reign with him. Listen, we're getting closer, Greg. Get excited. This is not to be depressed. We live in the most exciting days of world history. We're about to see the return of Jesus Christ, and we're going to get to be a part of all of it. And you know, (laughs) and, and, and that's where our true trust in the Lord comes in, because with our natural eyes, the way that we see the world you know, you can understand where there would be legitimate doubt and how can we ever fix this? Yeah. How can we, you know, how can well, this, you know, but God's ways are not our ways. Yeah. And remember, we can't fix it. No. That's why we need a savior. savior. He's going to come to fix everything. Yeah. And, and he's allowing, you know, Greg, one of the great things that's happened out of all the horrible things that have happened yeah. with this whole COVID thing. One of the great things is it's done two things in the world and the church. In the world, it is, it is, and for both, it has taken away the glitter of the world. In other words, we have this desire for things of the flesh. We want, whether it be money, homes, cars, Disney, pleasures, fun, ball games, win a national title. We have all these things we want to see happen. We're excited about whatever. And COVID so brought everything to a screeching halt and made the world just lose its luster. It lost its glitter. It lost its sparkle. Even now, to even be able to do mm-hmm. a lot of those things, you had to go through all these governmental hoops and all this. He took the joy of the world away so that we would now have no place to turn right. but to him. And what I've seen happen is revival starting in the church for those who are truly seeking God because they're letting go. The church is even kind of hanging on to some of that. Starting to let go. So, you know, it's not so important. Maybe, maybe this isn't as important as I thought. And the world's going, there's nothing down here for me. What can I gain from this? I believe God is using this, Greg. He's allowing Satan to do it, but he's using it to drive the world to something greater and hope, which they're losing. And the hope is Jesus Christ. So this is having a great effect and it's to push more people into the kingdom before it's too late. Yeah. And also accelerated the falling away of the church as well. So kind of like separate the beginning of a separation of wheat from chaff. Absolutely. And you're watching it happen. Look, you stand on one side or the other. And Greg used to, you could kind of stand in the middle and nobody knew. Exactly. Man, you can't anymore. You're either on one one side or the other and both sides are like at odds and they're not going to get along. And it's like, Jesus said this, do not think that I came to bring peace. I came to bring a sword to divide even father from son. Now we know that he wants peace. He's the prince of peace. We know that he wants love and everybody to get along. His point was not that yeah in that context his point was when i lay down my word and what i'm doing it's going to push people to one side or the other and they're going to have to make a choice and greg he's forcing our hand and you know what i love it i don't love the the devastation and destruction i love the fact that we're now being forced as a church and the world where do you stand because that's going to determine your eternity yeah where is your allegiance that's right that's right. All right. Let's uh, wrap this show up with some good news. We don't always have it every week, but when we've got it, we like to share it. Amen. This is from Christian Headlines. Uh, Baylor University basketball coach says players accepting Christ is, quote unquote, more exciting than winning yeah. any game. What a great article. It goes right into what we were just talking about, Greg. That yeah. is, look, more important even than Tennessee having an undefeated season. Okay, now G- take it easy. I know. But i got to be careful, right? I'll step on anybody's gods here. Okay. <laughs> um, is people coming to Jesus Christ? Yes. You know, a season, a ball game win, a moment of excitement, that's so temporary. It feels great. I love it like anybody else. Yeah. But it's such a fleeting thing. We're talking here about eternity. eternity and where this yeah. guy's, this coach, his, his viewpoint, Greg, is on the eternal, and his, his eyes are in the right area, in the right place. What a blessing to have these people standing up. Again, in a new video series released by the Religious Freedom Institute, Baylor University's men's basketball coach addressed how winning the game of life matters more than championship titles, trophies, or fame. Um, he was quickly fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, all that matters is by the I, boosters. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All that matters is when I get to those gates, God's not going to say, what was your record? How many players did you help get to the pros? How many championships did you win? So at the end of the day, I'm making sure the players are winning the game of life said head coach Scott Drew. What a great statement. Mm. I quote, if you have the right foundation and you know that Jesus has a plan for your life and you trust him in handling your future, then you can relax and enjoy the game of basketball. You can enjoy the game of life. And at the end of the day, winning the game of life is a lot more important than simply winning the game. What a great statement. 
Um, again, you know, I love it when you see these coaches, these players make a stand. They have such an impact on people's lives. And, um, you know, we get excited when we see it on a more public stage because you don't hear it as much on a public stage. But God always has his people out there, Greg. They're yeah. everywhere. He's got them sprinkled in every area. God is giving light to every area of the planet so that everybody can make a choice. It's yeah. just what up to them to make that choice. I attended a banquet uh, this past Monday night for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And had no idea the far-reaching impact of FCA. Yeah, and uh, people that have been a part of FCA and 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 popular famous coaches that maybe most people didn't even realize were Christian, like Bobby Bowden. Yes, who was a longtime oh, yeah. coach of I Florida knew he was, State. Yes, a strong believer. Well, uh, if you'll remember, Coach Mark Richt, who was the coach for many years at Georgia. Yes, uh, he's a he grad of University of Miami. Well, his first coaching job was with Florida State. And it was his time on Bobby's staff Mm. and the murder of one of their football players that Bobby was able to use that so-and-so, you know, he didn't know that this was going to be his last day. Most of us think we're going to live forever, but we're not. And when you go, where are you going to go? That's right. And seeds that had already been planted in Mark's heart blossomed from that speech from Bobby. And another guy came forward and and talked about how he went to a camp and he went late because he didn't want to go. And the only seat left in this camp to sit down was between Bobby and Terry Bowden. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I mean, you had it. It was like Paul. It was like Paul being chained to the prisoners. (laughs) You're right. And and. You know, he had a captive audience, and that man gave his life to the Lord, still serving in FCA today. So you just just never know the impact that we can make on the lives of people by sharing the good news of Jesus and showing how our lives have been transformed and your life can be transformed, too. Amen. Amen. And Greg, that brings up a great point as we do come to the close of the show. And that is there could be some listening right now who are not believers. They've never given their life to the Lord. And they just tuned in today. Maybe during the whole show, maybe part of the show, maybe here at the very end. I want you to know if that's you and you're listening right now, God ordained this. This is not chance. You didn't just hit the scan button. You didn't just, you know, by chance. This is something God has done. And he brought you here to let you know this. Jesus loves you. You, you may be feeling hopeless right now. You may be feeling lost, maybe suicidal. Maybe a marriage is about to fall apart. Maybe a child has walked away uh, from the faith. Or if you don't know the Lord, obviously they had made this walked away from the family and they're, in, they're messed up in drugs and alcohol. Maybe you're messed up in drugs and alcohol. Here's the bottom line. God brought you here today to hear this, to let you know. And here's what he's saying to you. He's saying, I love you. And I died for you on a cross 2000 years ago. Here's what the Bible says. All of us are born condemned. We are born separate from God. The Bible says we're born sinners. We have a sin nature. And, and it's, we are condemned at birth. So how do we get saved? The only way we can be saved from that condemnation and have a hope for heaven is to have our sins forgiven and paid for. And so it's not just asking forgiveness. Somebody had to pay the price. So here's what happened. Jesus came to the earth. God in human form, the Bible says. He went to a cross and let them crucify him and kill him so that his blood could bleed out. And the Bible says life is in the blood. He gave his perfect, non-sinful blood in the place of all of mankind that has sinful blood at birth because of the fall in the garden. And he said, anybody that believes that I paid for their sin on the cross, if they'll simply ask forgiveness of their sin, and they'll, they'll give their life to me and they'll repent, that is, turn from their sin, I will give them eternal life. I will save them from a destiny separate from God into hell, and I'll give them an eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. So here's the challenge to you today. Will you receive Jesus Christ? Will you accept what he has done for you on the cross? And right now, pray that prayer. It's simply saying, Lord, forgive me. I know that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me on that cross, and I receive you as Lord and Savior. And if you will do that, the Bible says you'll be born again and inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. Wonderful. That is truly good news. And especially when you look at the world's news and what's happening in our world, we need a Savior. We need a new place Amen. to live Amen. for all of eternity. Pastor Mark, thank you as always, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget the waymedia.net for all things signs of the times related, as well as other content to keep you spiritually motivated and educated throughout the week. And we hope we will see you next Friday here at 1.30 for more signs of the times right here on WIAM.
This is WIAMLP, Knoxville. The way, the truth, and the life. In word and in worship. 24 hours a day. You are the great, great forgiver. There is no story you can't change. No broken heart that you can't save. 